You're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast, dedicated to projects past that never saw the light of day. With your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambar. Well, hi. So here we are. This is episode six of oh, Can't boy. Sell This. <laughs> it's been I'm, crazy. I'm pretty excited. This has been good. Yeah, I think we've done a good job so far. We have kept a very tight schedule, which is great. Yes. How often can you say that on a passion project like this, you can you can do it every week? Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. So let's get the let's get the formalities out of the way. Uh, this is can't sell this. I am Hugh Elliott, and I am Stefan Grambart. And we're the hosts. So, uh, leading up to this, we've covered off a, a good variety, in my mind. We've covered off a good variety of subjects. And uh, I think we've, I think we're kind of hitting a, a good stride. Yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of what we're talking about tonight, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm 100% in the dark. <laughs> oh, brilliant! So, so you, yep. you, 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 you have you have the floor in in a second. I want to say though, I am really happy about the way it's all coming down. Um, I find that when I'm editing these things down, um, I do remove a ton of our banter. <laughs> oh, that's like for the the DVD Blu-ray special yeah. edition. That's right. You that's know, right. When we have a, a kickstarted Patreon. Yeah. I had told a friend of mine today, we were having lunch, he and his girlfriend and I, and uh, I said, you know, I'm recording this podcast. And I, you know how sometimes you'll say something and you intend it to be just a throwaway comment, like, oh, I was recording this podcast, and you're trying to get to a different subject? Yeah. And I said, I'm recording this podcast with my friend Stefan, and I moved on to something else. And like, it couldn't have been more than a minute and a half. And he said, "What's the podcast about?" And I was like, uh, "You know, it's 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 about projects that haven't gone anywhere. Uh, called can't sell this." And he, he's like, "Oh, I love it." <laughs> I was like, "Great! Well, I can't wait to tell you when the release is." He's like, "Have you planned your release dates?" I said, "Oh yes, we've already planned the release dates." So, which which for us is still in the future, but for anyone listening, is well in the past. Yeah, man. Oh my God. Yes, they are. We yeah. are now into uh, November, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So happy November, it, everyone, to our American uh, f- friends. Uh, happy Thanksgiving soon, I assume. Does that make yeah. sense? I don't. Is that right? Yeah. Like, isn't Thanksgiving <laughs> in the states November? Happy I, Black I'm, Friday. I'm gonna be, it's going to be the the most crazy. Like trying to keep schedule of of when we're recording for and what, what day it actually is. I mean, half the time, I don't even know if it's the weekend or not. So, well, I think we're doing a good job. I do know yeah. that the last episode was Halloween. Yes. And it was a double episode. We both did a vampire story. I liked yours a lot. And listen, I have to, I got to get this out. And I, Cause I feel so embarrassed about it. I was talking to um, my wife about it is that you brought up Buffy and Angel and I right. and I had to say I, I've never watched either of those shows. Yeah, we talked. You, you said that though. Yeah, but I'm That's embarrassed what, about having never watched either of those shows. Oh no, dude! 
I mean, I'm because super I'm a, nerd. I, and no, I'm a big nerd. Yeah. Hugely nerd. both are. But I, I'm I'm nowhere near caught up on any of the of the Buffy stuff. Like, there's just too much too much fandom out there for for any one man or woman to follow. Like, forget about it. Okay. You, know, you, you gotta you gotta pick the ones that you watch and pick like, your battles. I'll, I'll, yeah, exactly. So I don't um, need to feel bad, is what you're saying. No, don't feel bad. You know, I don't. If, if, I, I've never had people, any interest in, in well, it. I like the the I, movie. Is is I how. Was, how far it goes. I love Pee Wee Herman's vampire. His death scene is one of my favorite death scenes ever. Oh yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, the show. No. And I think, I think the, the show took that, took the whole movie to the next level. Um, to the point where I think the show now has a larger following than the film. But anyways, Oh, I can't d- imagine. Digressions. Yeah. Um, sorry. But sorry. I mean, like, so yes. I got one more digression. So okay. I have a, I have a very close personal friend of mine in, in, uh, who was actually in Toronto, but we, we were, we were buds in, in sort of Ottawa after high school and into university. And I was in animation and he was a huge fan of Beavis and Butthead. And it came out that I had not watched a single episode of Beavis and Butthead. And okay. he was just blown away. So I said, well, we're sitting down and we're watching Beavis and Butthead for the next 18 hours. And we oh, did. What? Recently? No, no, no. This was like back then, back oh. like years ago. But but he was but just did you like, like Office you... Space. Like you like Mike Judge? Oh is, yeah, is the yeah, question. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that was even before Office Space. Oh, weird. Okay. Because because yeah, that is a digression. We we we. This mm-hmm. is a a definite path that we can go down that we don't but need to go down. <laughs> there is there's a certain tie-in. So, um, we had met when I was. Uh, in university, I was just starting university after high school, and I I was I went to university for fine arts. Uh, apparently, because I didn't want to have a career. You've done a great <laughs> and, job at doing that. <laughs> Good job. So, um, I, I was only in university for a year before I ended up going into college, where I, I started my actual career. But, anyways, um, while I was at university uh, I got involved with people at the uh, university radio station in Ottawa one of them um, basically through my connections as because I was I worked at a nightclub as a, as a as a DJ for a number of years and so they would have me fill in on these overnights that nobody seemed to want to take it's like <gasps> night shift 3 3 a.m to 6 a.m oh, or see. like midnight to 6 a.m. So it's these super long stretches. And so we've both done night shifts. I totally, yeah. I, I can get behind this. Okay. And so what usually would happen is they would ask me, I said, can I bring some friends? I said, yeah, whatever. Just, you know, no swearing. You got to do your CanCon, write down all the stuff that you play. He's like, no problem. <laughs> this was before I was like DJing records. I was just like a, a CD DJ right. at the time. So we were just playing music and stuff that we liked and bringing our friends. We weren't allowed to bring in our own music. We had to play what the, the station had. Um, but we could we could do any kind of banter we wanted. Nice. So weird things happened. Like uh, one of our friends was in control of the booth, and he literally put on ambient music and turned the mics on in the room that uh, the rest of us were in and sort of filtered our conversation and just aired it. <laughs> Whoa. But it like made no sense and it was too quiet to hear. Anyway, so all this weird stuff was going on 
And I had this idea and I sort of had recently also discovered and fall, fallen in love with radio dramas. Oh my gosh. Yep. And so, um, as, as a lark, uh, a couple of us put together this ridiculous, uh, short form comedy, uh, about a zombie living in a house with a, a family in like a family sitcom and that all the problems were always solved by the zombie. <laughs> and it, it was, it was literally like a two minute thing. We did it twice. Okay. And, uh, and that was it, but it made me think more about, and then oh, your manager man, walked in of... one day. It was like, cut that out. <laughs> oh yeah. Basically they were just like, what are you doing? We're like, Oh, we're doing a radio drama. They're like, stop it and play music. And there's a guy, there's a guy in this corner going. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, so, so I had this idea, uh, because I was like, you know, you know, I have a computer and, and remember this is like 1993, 1994. Sure. So I'm watching a lot of X-Files, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm starting to, to, you know, like my favorite films are like David Lynch films and, uh, you know, Stanley Kubrick and, you know, big fan of the shining. Right. And, um, music wise, I'm, I'm into trip hop and listening to massive attack and they have this video for karma coma that's totally a, a riff on the um uh the shining okay and i and i sort of i'm putting together all these these disparate influences and i'm like man i'd love to do a radio drama where i have some music i get some sound effects uh cds which were available at the time you know, I have an editing suite. I can start editing this stuff together. I just hire some some friends or like students or whatever, um, like totally guerrilla styles, putting this thing together. Did you throw up air, air quotes when you when you said hire? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like hire. Yeah, with air this quotes. isn't a video. Yeah, <laughs> hire by uh, saying, "Hey, I'll I got get beer. You some... I got yeah, wings. Exactly. <laughs> I've got some drinks." <laughs> nice. So the idea was. Uh, to do a serialized um, radio drama like the old radio dramas. Oh my god, that's so awesome. I can't even begin. And That's so um, great. The story that I wanted to do, I, it got very grandiose, but the story that I wanted to do was called uh, Kingdom Falls. Okay. Originally, I, I went to a bunch of titles, but I think like, the first one was like Skeleton Keys. Right. As in Keys, as in a series of small islands. Oh, uh, oh my King, god. And then, Look at you, yeah. putting words. I still like Skeleton Keys, but yeah. I think, anyways, the, the, fooling around with titles, but the, the, the gist of the idea was the setting would be uh, either, like, it started Pacific Northwest, but that was, like, too done. So I said, well, let's go to the other coast. Let's go on the onto the East Coast. But there's this mansion, and the idea is that the mansion was built uh, a long time ago uh, by by some sort of, like, wealthy industrialist uh, and he built it for his wife and his children, so they could raise a family there. Always, but then the wife and children die. Oh, um, yeah. again, and, always, right? Yeah, always. <laughs> but the point is that so, like, there's there's a little bit of mystery around the 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 uh, creators of this mansion, but it essentially has become a hotel. Yeah, and uh, the opening script, and I mean this, like, again, this is a long time ago. I I did not have. As nearly as much experience as I have now, so uh, I really hope that I never find 
that original script. Oh ever. my god! I hope you do. I really do no. hope you do. No, no, no but probably. <laughs> but isn't isn't no. like the hotel or the apartments designed by, you know, something nefarious like Ghostbusters? Oh yeah, there's so Keymaster. So, like, I mean, the gatekeeper. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- there's there's. I mean, this thing is is taking all my favorite influences and stories and just oh, wrapping it all uh, that's together. How, that's how like, that's how you write. So anyway, okay. So oh, sorry. Yeah. I do but, hope you uh, find the script. If I did, <laughs> let me let me break it. I would have to be like, I gotta change all of this because it's all been done. And oh, I mean, even no, now, like, no. I, I go and I look at. There's like, um, like jumping forward, um, Alan Wake, which is an amazing video game. I was like, man, this totally hits on the style that I was going for with with Kingdom yeah, Falls. It's not I the think, story that you were hoping uh, for. No. Okay. Um, anyways, okay. So Kingdom Falls. Starts hotel. with no, not a hotel. Sorry, it was a mansion changed into a yeah, hotel. But it's, it's it's a hotel, which has now. happened a lot. Yeah, I mean, just in, uh, general, in in real life, like there's nothing surprising yeah. if you write that. People go, oh yeah, yeah. that happens. And so we open with this uh, with a, a new guest arriving. Um, he's interested in if there's any been any messages for him. They say no. He goes to his room. You start to. Re- to learn that he's uh, a government agent. He's some kind of secret agent and he's in the hotel and he's waiting for his contact. And that's, that's essentially his character. There's no, there's no mystery for him to solve other than where's the guy I'm supposed to meet. Right. But then he, his, every episode was about him getting embroiled in, in the mysteries of other people. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. I'm listening. I get this. Here we go. The, the biggest influence here, which is like not really thematic, but for structure and format wise for me, and is still a huge influence on stuff that I love to write, is The Prisoner. Yes. With Patrick McGowan. It's one of my yeah, all-time yeah. favorite shows. I bought the whole thing on VHS tapes, and then when DVDs were a thing, I chucked all the VHS tapes, bought the whole thing on DVD. Amazing. And the idea with the prisoner just which people, I'd like to see if you don't mind. I, oh, I, I, it's so good. We'll we'll grab some more beers and we'll we'll sit around and we'll watch some prisoner. I love it. Um, but the the basic premise is secret agent uh, tries to resign and is mysteriously taken to this strange uh, island uh, or like this just this resort uh, where he's told he is number six. And no one addresses anyone by name. Number two is the one who's kind of in charge because number one is never seen. There's a lot of uh, Austin Powers in this. Like, they got some of their ideas from this stuff. Oh, nice. Um, but anyways, every episode of The Prisoner, it goes like this. He tries to figure out where he is. He tries to figure out who is holding him because he doesn't know. Uh, he tries to escape. Or... Um, the 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 group that's holding him uh, attempts to get information out of him. Like the idea is that they right. all want to know why he quit. They all want to know what secrets he's selling, sort of thing. Whereas, and you never really find out why he quit. Like he doesn't say to anyone. He's like, I just I'm, I'm quitting. Fuck you. And he's not really selling anything. No, he's just some um, guy now. He's like, I just want to be a dude. I just want to chill out. But you don't get res- uh, that story is told in like the first two episodes. Okay. And then the last two episodes really wrap up the story of, of of this number six in the village, it's called. 
Everything oh, else are these sort of one-offs where number two is always trying to get this information out of him and then um, he gets foiled and then the next episode is a new number two. Okay. So that's the prison. So the same thing here. I wanted to have this, this character who has a central uh, story uh, that never really quite gets resolved but right. is, is sort of the backdrop for all his sort of hijinks. So for instance, uh, in the first episode while he's waiting for... Uh, his contact to show up, uh, an envelope gets slid underneath his door, and he's like, what's this? And he opens it up, and it's literally just a a typewriter letter K typed on a piece of paper. Okay. So he's trying to figure out what that means. Later on, he finds out that there is um, an author who has been staying at the hotel long-term, trying to finish his novel, and he works on this very old typewriter, and of course, the typewriter is missing the letter K. Oh my God! What? Right? Oh my God! So, so there's all these. It's like I mean, there's uh, uh, like my influences. I was wearing them on my sleeve. It's The Shining. It's yeah, yeah. Twin Peaks. It's uh, X Files. It's The Prisoner. Like all these things. Um, the can't sell this part is when I tried to <laughs> convince the radio station <laughs> to let me do this. And they just looked at me and they like, you want to do a radio drama? Come like, on, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Drama. I was like, I'll do it like at Dude, night. Dude, it won't cost you a dime. Like a I'll do it late at night. I'm already doing it. Yeah. It's CanCon because I, I wrote it. Yeah. Oh. And oh, my God. It's just, they were just like, we're not we're not putting that on the air. Oh. Yeah. Fools. Fools. Yeah. Whatever their names are. Uh, What's the manager's the name? You can make one the up. The first, um, it was Mike Bupkis. Oh. Mike Bupkis, always with the short-sightedness, Mike. <laughs> he had a chance. He had a chance to like lead the way with college radio, as opposed to mm, dead air. Mm, you know. I mean, the, the first the first uh, re- reply that I got was, "Well, well, no, we can't we can't do a show that's a, a drama. Like, how how long are you planning on doing every week?" <laughs> An hour. And I was like, "Well, I don't think it's going to be very long." Because oh. right? I mean, at the time, you know, because I started, I was like, I'll make it 20 minutes. And then I was like, I can't write 20 minutes for every week. I'll make it five minutes. <laughs> you know, I was like, that I can I've do. I've already done a two minute zombie story. I can 100% I can do 20 do minute, five, five yeah. minute, five minute, you know, murder mystery. So here's and, the, here's the question I have. The, 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 the best part is, is that you get a convincing leading man, obviously, right? You get a good leading man. Oh yeah. It, 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 at this point now, it, you could leading female agent. Cause, um, you know, just women we'll are just doing it for it themselves. Into, uh, into the, uh, the, the uh, secret farm. Yeah, that's right. It was the same idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just take the same cast. But yeah, uh, I love this concept of the rotating second lead. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I really like the concept of there's a mystery to solve, but it's super low level. You know what I mean? Like, do, do, did you see it as? You know, the big mystery is that his partner never shows up. Well, yeah, I think um, the plan and then the rest was, of this is a, a giant distraction. It's as as the the main character is going down this rabbit hole of all the other guests' mysteries in the hotel and the mystery of the hotel itself. 
the climax of that quote-unquote season would be with his disappearance. Oh, my and God. The second season starts with the contact <gasps> arriving. Oh, with his second, with the other agent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, and now so he, cool. he's or she's like has to figure out what happened to the guy in the first season. And we, we, we learn things that we already know, like, or the, the agent learns things that we already know. But then we also, as, uh, as an audience have a different context to the information, which is what I liked. I oh, liked how I love it. I imagine love it. retreading. Like imagine the first season, um, our main character, <laughs> let's call him Kyle. Kyle uh, meets Mildred in the hotel and Mm -hmm. isn't quite sure if she's a new guest and he thinks this might be my contact finally no she's not but she has this other problem yes you know with her husband which he helps solve right and then when Chad our second agent shows up in season two and talks to Mildred uh, she has a very different story about what Kyle did for Chad. And now <gasps> we, as the audience, know that she's lying. So nefarious. And I've always, I've always liked shows where the audience has more information than the characters. Yeah, has more context than the characters. Yeah, I um, mean, I, like, I, I'm a big fan of, like, Memento and Identity and, yeah. and stuff where you, where you go, holy shit, really? And there there yeah. haven't been many many shows or movies in which I've been surprised. Like I tend to go, oh yeah, that guy's the such and such for this, and and I, and I'll I I really frustrate my my wife because we'll be you know watching a movie and I'll lean over and I'll say, hey, so that's the bad guy, and she'll go, what, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. So I watched Mission Impossible Fallout this week. This is how you know, dear listeners how long it is from when you uh when i record oh, versus when we've nice this is giving it away so i watched mission impossible fallout and it couldn't have been 30 minutes in and i in my head i went oh yeah that's the bad guy you know what i mean like yeah i, I didn't say anything because i've learned i i do i do learn once in a while and like my wife now no longer wants to hear me say things out loud because i really I- movies because i can really predict predict things happening um i'm gonna i'm gonna go to a limb here and talk about so I, i've taken some some script writing courses <gasps> i want to take script writing courses oh dude it's so much fun it's um, worth doing but uh but there's a thing that got introduced to me and and it's called the so, smug bastard it's called <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to go a little bit over time on this episode this time. But I no, want I think to talk we're okay so about, far. I want to talk about The Runner. What is the that? The Runner. So you're watching a movie and it's getting close to the, uh, to the end of the movie. Or you're writing a movie, sorry. And it's getting close to the end and you realize that your main character needs to have like a piece of information or an object or something to get them through the finale. Okay. So as a writer, what do you do? You introduce a guy running past going, this is the answer. <laughs> the runner. Essentially, yeah. You just no. give it to them. You give it you away. You give it to them. No, oh. you just give, like, if you're like, my character needs to know the combination to the safe. And I haven't right. set that up anywhere in the story. So I'm now writing the ending with him knowing that. Yeah. But then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back into the script 
and I'm going to add that piece of information. Okay. Like the, the, the Polaroid yeah. and memento of him. Yeah. Happy is, is exactly. him having killed the dude. And, okay. Sure. So, so you go back and in the first act, you, you, you introduce it in like a sort of like an offhand kind of way. And, right. Uh, the second act, you, you introduce it again, but this time it's sort of just part of the background. Right. And you can't really draw attention to it. It has to be there and it has to be noticed, but you can't really like point out. There's, we, we were given a couple of examples of films where it just like, it's, you know, it's called hanging a bell on the runner. <laughs> where it's like, hey, look at me. I'm going to be an important piece I'm of information. I'm super important. Yeah. I mean, we call that yeah. foreshadowing, right? Like, Yeah. But I yeah. mean, there's foreshadowing and then there's like, just you're just telegraphing what the what the solution is. Oh, but the easiest see, thing is... This is, so, this is I wish I, I... I now wish I had taken a even, course in script writing. Even the... Sim, even the... Or the most subtle... Uh, of of uh, of foreshadowing like runners, um, it, if you always keep them like if you don't get into the story or or if you approach watching a story from the point of view that this was written by somebody, yeah, then when when facts get introduced instead of thinking oh that makes sense within the world of the show that I'm watching and if you say oh why would the writer introduce that right that I don't know why they just introduced that that made like that was not something that was part of what we were just watching. Oh, oh, here it is again in the second act. Oh, this is going to be important. This is going to be important. So there's been a few times where I watch stuff with, with, uh, with Kim and it's been the same where that's the runner. I'm just watching and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would the character say that? Yeah. Unless that was going to come back later. Uh, And then I was like, but the only way it could come back later is if this is the truth, like if X is the truth. And then I just blurred out, oh, that's what it is. And and Kim, who's watched it before, is like, how how did you fucking figure that one out? Right. Um, I want to bring it back to Kingdom Falls. Yeah, Kingdom Falls. Let's go. So So, you – what I really like, knowing this about script writing now and the runner, I love the idea that there is never a runner. So there's never an, an, like he never gets like additional information because he fucking disappears. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's a mystery to everybody. Like why well, is that's Mildred? The thing. Why is Mildred not giving the same story? Like so, it's basically like these long-term residents of the hotel are messing with these people. Yeah, I mean, I had I had planned that there to, to actually be a mystery to solve, and oh, well, there mean, really was a mystery <laughs> beyond yeah. why are all these people still here? Because I what is the what's the hotel the not Coen Brothers the um, Wes Anderson movie the Hotel Grand something? Ugh, the worst Budapest Grand Budapest yeah Grand Budapest yeah where everybody's like the long term resident of the hotel yeah but there's no mystery they're just people who like this place to live you know yeah and i think my plan was always so that make it so that guests could could come and go i mean i was i was also thinking about you know like my friends being voices or people who are you know students at the university if they're like in their final year and they're not going to be around then i'll just write the character out and right move on to the next one do you Um, are you what what where did you go to school uh, that was at the university of ottawa so that was was chuo yeah. To the programming director of CHUO, I want you to know, although this is 30 or 20 years ago, I mean, maybe he's dead. Oh my God. Is he dead? <gasps> I, don't, I don't think he's dead. No. Cause he would be a college student too. Right. And, and 
So bad planning. It's not like, like he could have taken it. it was, this, this to me would be a great, a great story. I just think that it was not what they were looking for. I mean, I, I, I even offered to do like a whole like trip hop radio show around it just to get my five minutes of radio drama on there. But a radio, you did a trip hop radio show around the yeah. Kingdom Falls yeah. concept. That is very big of you. I would never have done that. But it's interesting to me now that, like in this, like I mean, we're we're doing a podcast, right? So, as far as I know, yeah. Unless this is yeah. some, <laughs> excuse right me, now, what is your name again? Is... Um, yeah. Sorry, we're doing a podcast. Sorry. No, I, I like. So I think about, like I said, Alan Wake was one of the things that came out afterwards. I thought, oh, this is totally down the road that I was going. Only in a video game. Okay. On television, there was Lost, which you know. Uh, I'm not a big fan of um, J.J. Abrams' Mystery Box. Uh, I get. I never watched Lost, so. No, fair enough. But uh, not a single episode. I mean, I put effort into not seeing a single episode of Lost. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed uh, the uh, the spectacle of it. Yeah. But as soon as it became apparent that they didn't really know what was going on on the island as the writers. I was. I start to that's, lose interest. That's where I think. And this is the thing. This is the mystery box. J.J. Abrams talks about how it's. It doesn't matter what is in the box. It's the mystery surrounding it that's important. And I said that. That's true. Unless your show is about the fucking mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like yeah. No, like a good example of of a mystery box is um, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's in the briefcase because it's it just needs to be a mystery and it's an important piece yeah. in the story. Marcellus but the Wallace. story isn't yeah. about like uncovering the mystery, whereas Lost became about uncovering the mystery. So, um, and I mean, it's it's not easy to write. It's hard, and it's hard to to mm -hmm. uh, to, to especially in television where um, you don't have you can't plan your ending. At the beginning, you can't plan your act five of the entire story in act, uh, in act one yep. if you don't even know if you're gonna get how many seasons you're going. Renewed right? and yeah, so I think it's always important to have a story, and I think the X Files did X Files did it well for as long as they could, where you have a C story that just keeps going. That mystery will never get solved, and you right. you you know eventually your your fan base will be like, we want to see some resolution to that. But then you have to think about, well, where do we take these characters? Like, the, one of the biggest problems the X-Files had was once Mulder figured out what happened to his sister, he, like, where do you take that character? That was the entire motivation for him for, like, the first, I think, six Oh, my God, listen. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I 100% forgot that the whole purpose was that he was trying to find his sister. Oh, yeah? I, yeah. You, when you said that, I was like, oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> I rewatched. I rewatched. I couldn't the, do it. I couldn't do it. The only dude. episodes there. There are some episodes I, I'm really big in that I, I'm like oh, I've watched a couple times. Did the same dude okay, too much. Okay, so let me let me just let me just <laughs> say this out loud because we're we're way over what I would be considered time. So that would be Kingdom Falls. Yeah, can't sell this. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Any uh, particular – if you work for CBC or you work for some other radio station where you're like, we just need to fill up an hour uh, or, or half an hour uh, at 3 a.m. Or five minutes. 
or five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, that's true. Five minutes. I think I think Stefan and I want to help you out. I think we can fill up five minutes. Oh man, no, I could. I think it, given given um, it's some your story. You can fill up five minutes. I will literally. I just want to be a, a fly in the wall. I think it'd be interesting to bring back the the radio drama in the. Well, I mean, that's the other thing that I didn't bring up. Um, I'm a huge fan of Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale okay. as a podcast. Uh, do you know it? I don't. I don't. Okay, it's a genius, genius podcast that is a radio show from a fictional town where every weird science fiction and HP Lovecraft thing exists and happens. And it's like public service announcements, like things, please avoid the librarians. Do not look directly at the librarians. (laughs) You know, or the dog park was enveloped in a black sticky cloud today. The mayor arrived, you know, and that sort of thing. It's, I've gone to to live recordings of this thing. It's fantastic. And I'm like, this, this is it. This is what, this is a, a more humorous version of the drama thing that I want to do. And I think it's fabulous and fantastic that that art form has sort of made a comeback. It can in still the happen. The it could still yeah. happen. So like when theoretically was, when speaking, you could it. do a kingdom falls podcast. If you chose to oh, do yeah. that. When I was trying to sell it to a radio station, it was just like, it was, it wasn't something that was, or at least not being done within the realm of, of you know where I was like college radio was for cool indie music. It's not for doing doing yeah. drama. I am Hugh Elliott, and I am Stephen Grambart, and we thank you so much for listening. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content contained in this episode is copyright Stephen Grambart and Hugh Elliott. Intro voice by Jeff Wright, recording engineer at Studio Three Hundred Six. Intro music track is Energy by Not Of from their 2015 album Peak. Questions or comments can be sent to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Any other information can be found at can'tsellthispodcast.com. See you.